millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Slow TV. Those relaxing images of ferry rides and burning logs and people knitting could be facing some serious competition. The Boring Talks, a BBC series celebrating the seemingly mundane and the trivial. Blockbusting topics like a history of yellow lines, book pricing algorithms and the international regulation of wooden pallets are just some of the scintillating subjects on offer. Sneeze 368. 8.48pm, 31st of January, 2008. Indigo Bookstore, Eaton Centre, Toronto. Moderate. Scouring the trade paperbacks. I started counting my sneezes on the 12th of July, 2007, and I'm still doing it. At the time of recording this, I counted 5,082 sneezes, but this talk is going to focus on the first 1,000 sneezes. So why did sneezeologist Pete Fletcher take self-tracking to the next level? I can't remember now how it first came to me to start counting sneezes, but I think I must have been one of those idle daydreams in which I wondered how many times I might sneeze in a day or a year or in my life and from there taking the logical next step of thinking how idiotic it would be to start actually counting them what a massive, pointless waste of time and effort and the more I thought about it the more the idea of doing something that was a completely pointless waste of time appealed to me so what started out as a little conceptual art joke, a playful satire of the blogosphere and a mock scream against the futility and emptiness of modern life turned into something more ridiculous and intriguing. Sneeze number 314. 9.51am. Saturday, 29th of December, 2007. Bedroom. Moderate. Drinking tea and staring at a photograph of me as a boy dressed in lederhosen, making a golf shot in my grandparents' garden. Bless you. And in another in the series, everything you ever wanted to know about ice cream vans, but were too afraid to ask. You soon learn that every situation is an ice cream selling opportunity. I worked with a guy who came upon a small car crash when he was on his rounds, and the police had cordoned off the road. He promptly pulled up and started selling to the ambulance crew, police and bystanders. You also learn which factories and offices will chase you away and which will welcome you in. It used to be a safe bet to pull up outside a school at the end of the day or drive around industrial estates at lunchtime. You learn about ice cream chimes. The chimes came in a small metal box about 10 centimetres square and are made by a company called Harvin. They were operated by winding them up like a pull-back-and-go car. It was quite easy to overwind them and snap the winder, so you would take a spare winder at all times. Modern chimes are now electrically driven, 
The most popular chime is Oh Solo Mio, and they play through a speaker under the front wheel arch. It's also important to know how long you can play your chimes for. When I was in the business, you were only allowed to sound your chimes in four second bursts. But in 2012, the government increased that time to 12 seconds. Fan drivers are also not allowed to sound the chimes more than once every two minutes, more than once when the vehicle is stationary at a selling point, when within 50 metres of schools, hospitals and places of worship, or when in sight of another vehicle which is trading. That last point might be to curb ice cream related violence. If you get the old school drivers onto the subject, they'll tell stories about how rough the business can be. One guy told me that when they saw another ice cream van driving past, they used to lean out of the window and try and punch them. Brutal. I also learnt how to amuse myself when it's raining. I read the whole of Catch-22 in a couple of days when stationed outside Farnborough Asda over a very rainy Easter. The worst thing about this is that sometimes someone will come and buy a pity cone to help you out or because you look lonely. This is the worst thing that can happen. Once the whippy machine has been inactive for a while, the ice cream needs to refreeze, which can take 10 minutes. So you're standing there in the dry, or someone waits in the rain for a cone they are very rapidly going off the idea of wanting. Awkward. Ali Coote on ice cream vans, and I just love the idea of a pity cone. And thanks to the Boring Talks creator James Ward, and also Luke Doran, who produces the show for the BBC for their help.